welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or love it as a podcast so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. We love a link tree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link has all of the platforms you can listen to the podcast, plus links to PayPal and buy me a coffee should you feel the desire to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's time to go under the sea as the Pinoy Divas put on a rusical. It's time to talk all things Drag Race Philippines 2. And joining me is the prettiest, prettiest princess in all the land, Maddie Parks. Hello. He's, he's back again. How are you? Uh, I am good, my angel. How are you? You know what? I'm good. And I, I don't remember if I mentioned this information last week on the Philippines 2 recap, but I'm just going to share this information because you're here and you can maybe help us learn who some of these humans are because the drag race K five guest judge list has been revealed oh my god i know it was it was kind of a gag like it okay quite so for, i think most people most people are big fans here of sophia ellis baxter who obviously we've seen a murder on the dance floor lip sync already on down under who the hell isn't childhood kicking in why does she do so poorly on The Masked Singer? I honestly don't really know. She's got the vocal range for it, but mm-hmm. at least she's doing the prize. And speaking of, speaking of The Masked Singer, we have our host of The Masked Singer UK, Joel Domit. I know. Who's also oh hosting um, Survivor UK. Really? Okay, I did not know that yep, one. Yeah, he hasn't. it's not officially announced, but he will be hosting it because people found him on an island. He's he is some level of more spice. Yeah, he's very, very pretty. Um, big big news for Heartstopper fans, Yasmin Finney. Oh my god, I actually cannot believe she's on this. I think it's so good. I cannot wait to see her judge the girls. I cannot wait. I, I'm very excited for her. Now, for me, this is the, the closest we're getting to any semblance of a Doctor Who um correlation, as she will be appearing on Doctor Who as Rose Noble officially confirmed um why have we still not had Catherine tate i honestly don't know actually that's a really good point she's such a what are they waiting for honestly maybe like they need another sort of like season two moment i think they're probably waiting for that or did the vivian fuck up any chance we're ever going to get a Catherine tate on the show because of her terrible snatch game uh yeah the bbc do hold a grudge they do hold a grudge Listen, we could have a whole Doctor Who runway. I mean, it's the 60th anniversary, but also a night night of a thousand Catherine Tates. Like, come on, give me, give me, give me uh, ten nans. Oh my god, night of a thousand Catherine Tates would be legendary TV show. Honestly, that would be so good. Yeah. Um, anyone else you want to throw out there? Because I know there's a lot more British centric people. I mean, like. Other than them, I mean, like, 
Daphne Guinness is going to be amazing. Daphne Guinness is going to be so, so, so good. And I mean, I mean, come on, Alexandra Burke. It's like, that's camp. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's high camp to have her on it. But the main thing I'm excited for is like, if Alexandra Burke is on it, you know full well we're going to get an Alexandra Burke song for the um, lip sync. So, I mean, if we see Broken Heels on the runway, I'm going to be screaming my head off. And so is every other we'll game. We'll find bar. out soon. All right, friends, as always, I must leave this disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We discuss some reality future characters. This is the reality future characters. We are shown the editing of the television show once to see. We are actually put in the real business. Going to our opportunity, going to tell the judge. We also put themselves in the discussion. We discuss with us in the podcast. We're going to discuss reality television show. Okay. Um, we are five episodes into Drag Race Philippines 2. And while I'm not as in love with this cast as I was season one, I'm still going to say Philippines is one of the best franchises. Oh, I'm going to be the person to say Philippines is my favorite of any of them. And that includes the UK. I'm sorry. Like, the girls bring it every season, and I feel like with them in particular, they really, like, they just care more about the runways. Even than the lip syncs, it's just gags. And they care about us, about us as viewers because they're giving us actual drama. Oh my god, I know, especially in Untucked. Listen, there's a reason why they took alcohol away from the American Untucked. Bring it back. If this is the level we're going to get, bring it back. Honestly, please, please bring back the alcoholic beverages for these girls. All right, let let let's go through it because we got a lot to talk about. They have a three way. It's not the three way they wanted, but Snatch Game didn't end it uh, for Matilda or Didi. The group will read Verushka's mirror message, and they're like, "Yeah, the bitch is gone." There are cheers, and I think overall everyone seems to be happy that Miss Hong Kong is gone. So much so that we're going to get a montage of the Queen saying deserved in confessional. So there is that. Um, talk to me about Miss Hong Kong Verushka levels. Ugh. I'm here for like a bitchy queen. I'm here for like a bitchy edit, whatever you want to call it. But like, I'm still not over the fact that she like really was the like, she was the ignition for that whole fight between Cat Cat and. Um, jade like it was so unnecessary it was so fucking she thought she was doing the right thing which i call bullshit i call absolute bullshit on that she knew exactly what she was doing so i was just like okay karma's come to bite you and we haven't really had a varushka on the show in some time because everyone's tried to edit who how they appear on the show oh 100 i felt like i was watching when like fifi was on season four and it was like that Mm -hmm. oh god you are literally like People are going to target the fuck out of you. Yeah. Hey, she made a name for herself, and um, good luck to whatever she does next. Dee hasn't processed her emotions completely after the first three-person lip sync. She tells the group that this is her last chance to redeem herself as a performer, as she has decided it was over last year. We're going to get a little bit of a trauma dump about how she recalled what her father said to her before she ran away. Being gay will get you nowhere. I mean, listen... If he was talking about me, then there's absolute truth in that statement. Honestly, I mean, yeah, it's kind of valid, valid. Dee Dee will say she's had thoughts that she's not good, but Obi will tell her not to escalate it to feelings that she is good. That's why she's there, bitch. Now, Dee Dee thinks it's because of her age. She says that OV is young and has opportunities and tells us that the younger queens chose carefully and wisely and trust her when she says 
that there will always be a time that they would try to go back and analyze their decisions and think about choosing differently. Now, as someone who is about Didi's age, <laughs> yeah, that one that one made sense to me. Uh, if I can go back to my early twenties, uh, things would be very different. Oh my god! Honestly, the exact same with me, but probably when I was from my age, probably when I was like 16, 14. <laughs> yeah, yeah, child. Uh, when you're living your heart stoppers fantasy. Honestly. <laughs> now, Didi is now determined to do well in the next challenge. She's ready to win them both, Minnie and Maxie. That's a, that's a large order. Well, it's time to get out of drag. But first, Ov wants to do ballet. Good for her. I good honestly, her. she's giving me such good TV, and I love her. Did you know that Ov her. could do ballet? Uh, no, I was not expecting that at all. I was like the spooky queen doing ballet. What is this? She will teach them. She will offer to teach them the bend and snap. And I'm like, come on, Legally Blonde. Um, obviously, we all know how to do the bend and snap. How is your bend and snap? I have had no complaints at all. And it's got me a husband. <laughs> yeah, damn. Um, I mean, mine's meh, but surely it's better than <laughs> Dee Dee's Gen Cool. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no. At least you don't hear crickets. Yeah. All right. Uh, remember how uh, Matilda also survived the lip sync? Yeah, you couldn't tell by the set. They did, they're did. they like, who Who are you? We, we don't. We, we're moving on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she ain't getting that screen. She ain't getting the screen. Well, she doesn't want a bottom ever, depending on the context. Proof that this girl is a bottom. Oh, honey. There's Do we need more proof? The, uh, yes. It is a new day, and they will all say deserved in honor of Miss Hong Kong. Matilda is sick of winning mini challenges that don't transfer to Maxi Challenge, so she's ready to win one of those big ones. Captivating Cat Cat is congratulated on winning Snatch Game and another Rue badge. And Miss Jade so will remind us that her trans sisters, Cat Cat and Bernie, got their badges already, and she hadn't had one yet. She's got the pressure. Dee Dee will hug Matilda as they survive the threesome. First ever. Did the threesome feel good? Matilda says, uh, no, she's going to shake her head no. And Dee Dee will ask Jade if she wants to try. These girls are getting to Alexis Michelle level of horny up in here. Oh, my God. Honestly, I like I I know, obviously, the girls get really pent up. But I feel like the Philippines in particular are like horny. Yes. Like, can production just like support? Do I, I know like... of any Filipino queens who were horny on Grinder during DragCon LA? Not me personally, but I know a couple people who got some messages. Honestly, I feel like in their contracts, they should just be given in like at least a bag of sex toys just so that they can get through the time that they're there. Literally. Um, the alarm blares, we get Rue mail. And in this video, Lou will Rue will literally quote the Little Mermaid. Did Disney sign off on this? This was my question throughout the whole thing. I was like, are they going to get sued? Is this the last season of the Philippines? We're going to get to it. We're definitely going to get to it. Mama Powell arrives giving us, dare I say, Vivian Westwood. Plaid on plaid. It's a gay way of honoring Vivian Westwood on this show. Here's what I'm going to say. Just one franchise. Do a night of a thousand Vivian Westwoods and then prevent anyone from ever doing an inspo look by Vivian Westwood ever again. It's not fresh anymore. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I think it's almost done. I think, I feel like it's been done in almost every 
different season of Drag Race. We had it in the UK. Yes. We've had it just recently in Down Under. Now we've got it in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Come on, girlies. Give us, give us something new. Come on, come on. For this week's mini challenge, they're playing a game called Sit On Me. Their words, not mine. Arizona is excited because she misses sitting on people. And there you have it. Another bottom confirmed. I love you, you girls. In this game, they'll get to know the last queen standing or sitting in one of Pinot's, Pinoy's most beloved party games. It's called Trip to Jerusalem, or as we know it, Musical Chairs. Maddie, how are you at this game? Oh, how I may not have an ass, so I do not have a lot to sit down on. But Jesus Christ, I will grab that chair before anyone sits on it. I swear to God. Are you a competitive person? Uh, yeah, 100%. I will sit on it, no mm. doubt. Yeah, okay, okay, that's fair. Okay, let's let, let's talk about this. They have 15 minutes to get into quick, quick, sexy drag. And the term sexy is going to be used um, very loosely. Mm. Mm. Some queens will give body yaddy yaddy, while others will just be tacky. Um, and Miss Jade will be like, where's the sexy? Miss Jade didn't even literally, honestly, I still think she just turned around, put a different outfit on, walked out and was like, I'm done. Yeah. It's time to play as they dance around the chairs as the music plays. When the music stops, they have to sit on the chair and the queen left with no chair is out. They are eliminated. The last queen sitting will be the winner. Let the game begin. Our first round has them sissying that walk and whether intentional or not, the mini challenge slayer is out. Matilda loses and the cheers that these bitches let out like it's like they just won a billion kajillion pesos. I honestly thought she would go a lot further than Miss Matilda, but well, did do you think she threw this mini challenge? Honestly, it's probably tactics. Throw the girls off, see who's going to win. Right. Our next round is on, and we will see Hanabashi with Breastplate is out. Next, we will see the elimination of Didi. But Mama Pao, before we can move on, says there's something missing. Oh, pit crew, the stakes are raised. Not only will they have to sit on a chair, they will have to sit on a chair on a member of the pit crew. Now listen. That fight would get me to work a little harder. I need a man, please. Do you know any single twings on this planet who might want me? Anyone, any of them, anywhere, on any 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 planet, any country. I don't care, Maddie, anyone. Honey, honestly, you don't want the twinks. They will just honestly send you send you down a dark hole. And not the good hole. Not the good one. But you're you you're a twink with a twink. Do you send each other down dark holes? <laughs> A gentleman never kisses and tells. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. <laughs> With the men in their seats, the game is much more brutal. So much so that when the music stops, Cat Cat will grab onto a man for dear life. The eliminated queens will then start jumping on the laps too. Um, but Arizona's actually eliminated, and so is Tall Pit Crew member. Um, no one will get to climb him. I have never wanted to do drag so badly until watching this episode. Yeah. Um, the next round begins and they are all just like standing in front of the men for the music to stop because um, they really just want to sit on these men. But a double seat between Ovi and Jade will happen and Mama Pal deems Jade out. She's not happy. Three left. Ovi, Bernie, Cat Cat are fooling around. But when the music does stop, Ovi falls victim to the fool and is out. And she will blame Cat Cat's Wide hips. 
Yes, so brutally mm. honest. So brutally yeah. honest. Bernie vs. Cat Cat, the trans sisters. The queens would like to see them do a fist fight. And the way that people have been talking about Cat Cat, I would not be shocked if she's engaged in fist fights before. Oh, straight up. I actually thought she, like, the way that she was quote unquote acting, I thought she was about to punch her square in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we will see them playfully punch each other as Cat Cat says that Bernie could beat the living daylights out of her with her muscular, tiny body. Um, makes <laughs> sense. But Bernie Bernie is a very reserved woman. She's not going to show her body just to the hell of it, but she, she does seem like she's got some muscle. Oh, it's always the quiet ones. You know they've got a wicked right swing. It's true. The music plays. They're not going around the men in the chair at all. They're just grinding behind them. When the music stops, there is a literal rush to the man, and Cat Cat jumps on, literally bringing the chair, the pit crew, and herself down. And this is why we can't have nice things. Luckily, no one died in the filming of this mini challenge. It's Mama Pal's reaction of just pure fear and the just run to the pit crew. She's like, fuck, are we going to pause filming? Is someone dead? No, Cat Cat wins the mini challenge. She'll receive a cash tip of 20,000 pesos, all for playing musical chairs. How can I play children's game to make money? Honestly, the conversion between pesos and the UK, like British pound, I was like, hell, I'm going to be playing way more musical chairs if I'm winning this much money. Yeah. Well, for this week's Maxi Challenge, they will be diving into the depths of the deep blue ocean. No, we're not scuba diving. They will discover the ultimate queen of the Orient Seas. And then either the editors made an oopsie or the drugs kicked in because listeners, Mama Pal said the same thing twice. Oh my God, did she actually? <gasps> she did. Uh, that, the editing, let's be honest, the editing on the Philippines, meh, not the best at times. It's a little rough. It's a little rough, yeah. Anyway, they will be showcasing their talents in the spectacular, spectacular musical production, Serena the Rusical. They will each choose a character inspired by the animated film The Little Mermaid and their own mermaid story, Jezebel, which is a Filipino comic book character and TV series. Now, Maddie, how are you in the world of musical theater? Have you ever graced the stage? Oh my God, absolutely not. With these lungs, Jesus Christ, nobody want to hear that singing. No. You can do a one-two step, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of Disney, if you were a Disney princess, who would you be? Oh, that's so... I feel like it probably... I love the sea, so definitely Ariel. And I mean, I'm more than okay to like lose my voice for a pair of legs. I mean, may as well. That's Why fair. not? Plus... I was going to say, you, you, you strike me as a bell, but I don't know. I, I can see Ariel, too. I'm not into bestiality like that. We have discussed this. You're not... Oh, damn it. No. Oh, never mind. Sorry. The fairies were a as one-time the winner of the mini ch- <laughs> As the winner of the mini challenge, Captivating Cat Cat will choose the role she wants to play. The others, well, B-N-K-S-B-N, which stands for something in Tagalog, but in English, it's figure it out on your own, bitches. Can't wait to see how this turns out. <laughs> now, would you pick a role that is best suited for your talent, or would you swim out of your comfort zone? Oh. I mean... Every time they've done one where it's been like they're doing it on their talent, I mean, you get a Jan situation and nobody wants that face crack. Um, no. So probably from watching the show, I probably do something out of my like deep, like out of the deep end where someone's like, I didn't expect that and try my best to do well. That's fair. I can, I can see that. Well, Mama Pal's going to leave with the tall one and I can only assume what happened next between those two. Oh, that's in the untucked, untucked. 
Mm-hmm. It's time to get their inner mirror made on as the queens listen to the musical and read the script. Bernie will hear a kid's voice and she's like, I'm taking this. And I'm like, okay. Johan. Interesting transition there. Uh, Dee Dee says that she was reading the character descriptions. She zoomed in on the character Tia Pisut, which is Aunt Squid. And for all of our Disney gays, that's the equivalent of Ursula. <laughs> and for all of our Filipino fans, Tia Pisut was actually a Filipino comedian. Well, yeah, look at that. Dee Dee feels that the role is meant for her and will do whatever it takes to get it. Now all the queens are gathering. Cat Cat is going to be a bit manipulative and ask what the others want. Now, if you were one of the queens, would you rather Cat Cat just get it out of the way and put you out of your misery if you were stuck on a roll, or do you want it done the way she started it? No, do it the way that she started it. No. Okay. I'd be like, just stick to it. See how it goes. OV says she's already in costume and wants to play La a crab with belly out. Uh, and there's OV's belly. Uh, Avi, OV is Sebastian. She's crazy. That was that was she's brilliant. She just doesn't care. She has no shame. I love it. Hanabeshi will ask for Queen Tritana Tritana, a riff on King Triton. Okay, see where we're going here. Matilda. Dear sweet Matilda, she will use the rationale that she was in the bottom last week, so she will play it safe and ask for Catriona. It's a small part. And one of the Little Mermaid sisters. Now, Ovi will push back on her playing a small role, safe role. And Matilda says, it's still a risk. The challenge is how you make it remarkable and memorable. Now, we will learn that this role is part of a trio. And friends, if you go back through the history of Drag Race, trio roles in musicals have historically landed queens in the bottom, many of which have gone home. Piece of advice for future queens. Don't do that. No, go for the big roles. Go for the big roles, girlies. I mean, how many times have we seen trios end that way? I mean, obviously, uh, rest in peace, Cherry Valentine uh, in the trio part. Yeah. Um, Ocean Aqua Black, trio part. It's happened so many times. I, I think the only time we've seen someone in a trio do well um, recently has been Petita, but I think that was uh, rigged. But that's a whole different conversation. That's a whole different podcast by itself. Mm-hmm. Cat Cat will reveal that she, unlike Matilda, will want a challenge. Give her the lead. She will be playing Serena. Arizona is not surprised she picked the role as she knows that Cat Cat likes to hog the spotlight. Yeah, that's what I'm getting the sense out of her too. Ovi hopes she will do it justice as taking the big role. It's either you go big or you flop. Now let's get back into a bit of a battle. Didi announces that she wants to play Tia Pisut as it's really her. Meanwhile, Arizona wants to play that part. Her reasoning is she wants to change things up and do something different so the judges will look at her differently. But really, what homosexual doesn't want to play the infamous sea witch? Oh my god, quite literally. Everyone wants to play the villain. Some of them are. Always. Dee Dee will get a bit aggressive and tell Arizona that she is seeing her now uh, and she's changed. Arizona says that one of them will have to give way and Dee Dee is like, it's you. In a very interesting play, Dee Dee will ask if Arizona wants to talk and takes her away from the group to have a conversation about the role. Now, I wish Arizona said that they could talk there because that way she won't, you know, get influenced and manipulative and could have had support from her sisters. But spoiler, Dee Dee is really going to dive into the inner spirit of the sea witch and manipulate Arizona's mind. I mean, she was born for the role. She really was. 
Now away from the group, Arizona tells Didi that she wants the part so she can shine, but Didi will guide her and be like, but you have been shining. I smell some gaslighting. I'm not going to lie. That was good tactics. She did the It really thing. was. Arizona tells Didi that she feels like she's not being counted on her scene, and Didi is like, it's not the case, and tells her that she thought she would have won Snatch Game. Okay, this approach, um, buttering up the vulnerable child, it's working. <laughs> I just love that it really didn't take much for her to be like, you know what? No. You're right. You're so right. Arizona wants to take a risk. It feels like the Pia role is low risk and feels like she'd play it safe. But Didi is not going to let her have it and will flat out tell her that if she fails, it's grounds for elimination. But if she makes it, it's redemption. Arizona sees she really wants it and is afraid if she forces it, Didi will slap her in the face. And I would not be surprised. Oh, God, no. I do not put it past any of these girls for a cheeky bit of violence. They will return to the table, and we will learn that Didi got her way, but Arizona will share it, so they know that she did not have a role taken from her. She is being a good person and will challenge herself with a small role. Arizona will be Pia. She knows she didn't give up. She will excel at any role given to her. Now, we have two roles left. Two queens in need. Tom Pulapuke, which is the flounder role, it also, in Tagalog, is a play on words to mean pussy slap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pussy slap. We also My have Princess Erica. Yeah. Uh, Jade Bernie, it's on. They both want to play the pussy slap. Um, and they both think, yeah, this is not how it's going to work. One of them is going to have to give in. Jade really wants to play this role because she's kitsy, bubbly, playful, and this is her good bitch personality. She feels in the workroom she's the one who is sweet and cutesy-cutesy, but Ovi is like, it's an acting challenge, not based on personality. Bernie refuses to give up the character, so rather than a chat, it's audition time. We're going to see a very uncomfortable lip sync from Jade and Bernie, who also looks like a fool. Um, what did you think of this little audition? I found it, I could, so like, I kind of liked the fact that it was dead silent. Like, they were like, we're <laughs> right. not going to give anything, we're not going to give anything away to you. The thing with the Philippines that I do not understand is they really don't like background music, like, at all. They do not. Um, it's insane. But the fact, the fact that they just left it dead silent. So I was like, this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> this is so weird. The votes from the peanut gallery are as follows. Arizona votes for Bernie. Matilda votes for Miss Jade. Didi picks Jade. Hannah selects Bernie. It's down to Cat Cat and Novi. They will share their picks together because it's the same. The fish is Bernie. Now Jade is stuck with Princess Erica and she is pressed. She is not happy. She'll be brave and just do it. She thinks she'll rock it as the versatile performer she is. Eat those words up later, bitch. Mm. In a rarity for a rusical... Mama Pal will enter the chat to give the girls a bit of a walkthrough, or as I call it, plot shit stirring. <laughs> Matilda is up first, and Mama Pal wants to know what role she selected to make up for the three-way lip sync. She will be Katriona, a family member of Serena, and it's also a small role, but Matilda is so confident she can make her shine. Mama Pal wants to know why she didn't pick a bigger role, and she will say that she didn't want to take a risk, but she'll do her best. Mama Pal's mouth will literally drop open, and that will be the end of Matilda on season two of Drag Race Philippines. Word of advice to future contestants, never say that to the person judging you. You're setting yourself up for a failure. I mean, come on. There are queens who are grasping to get the opportunity. And when you basically be like, I don't want to take a risk, 
the judge is not going to want to keep you around. What what are you fighting for? Literally, I found it really interesting that none of the girls really kind of like went hard at each other for like a main role. They were just like, okay, yeah, that's fine. I'll fade yeah. into the background. She will be asked how she will give some flavor to the role. Uh, sorry, Miss Jade comes over uh, and she is has a ginger wig on because she thinks she's in her aerial fantasy world. But in fact, she will tell Miss Mama Pal she is Princess Erica, the owner of the shoes. Come on, Prince, being the real star of this episode. <laughs> I love the branding. Love the branding. She'll be asked how she will give some flavors to the role. And Jade is like, I will create choreography while holding the shoe. And I'm like, girl, that's not what's about to happen. But go with your fantasy. Let's let's play with that. Um, you're not creating any choreography. The lady is. She honestly, she should have played Flounder. <laughs> she should have. Yeah. Jade will reveal that her background is in theater from way back in high school. So like what, yesterday? I love how she was like, yeah, like back when I was a teenager, I did theater. You and everyone else. <laughs> Literally. She says that drag is different, and Mama Pal is like, no, you're wrong. Theater is pretty much sort of kind of the same thing. Now, I want to dissect this, and I think you're a really good person to dissect it with. When it comes to drag and theater, in the UK, they do very much go hand in hand, as the history of drag has a lot of roots in pantomime and theater. Since the dawning of the age of drag race, theater and campy queens are not the root of the art and have the RuPaul generations they've come from the world of do-it-yourself social media kind of thing like jade do you think mama pow is right saying that dragon theater are kind of the same i think with the new age of drag it's gone less from like the theater sort of style of drag and it is as you say it's more like social media presence making yourself look it's more like focusing on becoming more commercially pretty Instead of being more like campy, over the top, like mm -hmm. literally like um like proper blocked brow, proper like solid color for an eyeshadow, lips literally up to their eyebrows, that sort of level of drag. And I don't think that's the kind of drag you see as much. I mean, like in the UK you will right. see it, but it's more like an older generation. Mm -hmm. But like you still do see, obviously, a lot of, like, theatre aspects in some of the girls, but, like, not massively. I get where she's coming from. Drag is theatrical. It 100% is. Aesthetically, probably not. I agree. Yeah, it's a very, very interesting conversation because, again, Mama Pow is a drag illusionist. She does a lot of female impersonation through illusion. So I think having the theatrical crown, it makes sense to her in her mind. But, again, you're talking to Jade, who grew up creating her own drag persona through social media i mean like she thinks she's the third um uh, sugar and spice she's everything nice yeah exactly like you have the younger queens who have obviously like skyrocketed for themselves like crystal versace and then you have the pantomime queens like bianca Dario. right Okay, Dee Dee is called over and has asked about the three-way. We really want to hear this hammered helm now, don't we? Dee Dee says she expected to lip sync. She took a risk and it didn't pay off, but she learned from it. That's why she picked a role that she hopefully knows she can do well. Mama Pal supposes Sia Pousset is the villain. Lady, you know. Mama Pal, you know what was happening. Stop pretending you didn't know what was happening before this walkthrough. She's just there. Um, maybe she doesn't know what's going on. I, I do, to be fair, I will say that Mama Pal does feel a little checked out this season. That being said, it might just be the Botox. Yeah, I was going to say. She's just she's just letting it settle. She can't move too much. No, she can't. 
Um, and I, 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 I pointed it out before. She's looking more and more like Angelina Jolie. I wish you'd never said that to me. I can't watch the rest yeah. of the season now. <laughs> I, I, I messaged that to Francis Paul and Nicole, and she's like, "Yeah, that's true." Um, oh my god! <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, you got to meet Angelina." That was so mean. All right, Didi will entertain first and foremost and ensure the performance is jaw dropping and deserves a rue badge. Foreshadowing. Also, the way that Didi asked for a hug. I get it. This is a pressure cooker. Dare anyone ask Rue for a hug? She'd be like, that's your paycheck for that to happen. There's your meet and greet. <laughs> I am your whore. No, no. I feel like she'd vaporize you on the spot and be like, no. She hugged one person. Remember Plastique? Good times. Good times. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe of all queens she hugged Plastique. What? The one that probably didn't want to hug. <laughs> I was going to say. Now, Mama Pal will holler at the girls to get them some information. On the main stage, the category is the shoes. Now, listen. For you to be eliminated first on the first episode of Drag Race Philippines and then have an entire runway category inspired by your dismissal, that is legendary. Congrats to you, Prince. Honestly, this is the fact. One of the sweetest people also. Hearing hearing Mama Pau go the shoes just once more just oh it reignited my soul. I really did hope Prince was gonna make a cameo, but uh, that's okay. I'm I'm telling you right now, Prince, you will be back for an all-star season. It's it's gonna happen. You have ingrained yourself in the franchise. It missed opportunity, Prince, honestly. Maddie, what's your favorite kind of shoe? Anything with a platform, but Mm-hmm. I am a converse boy till the day that I die. Yes, that's true. Always. Now, to make the girls freak the fuck out, joining them on the main stage as their extra special guest judge, it's Jezebel herself and Curtis. Now, the ways the girls screamed, you would have thought it was Ariana Grande. I honestly, I feel so like uneducated whenever I watch these, and they like if they like properly like lose their shit. I'm like, okay, no, they're not just like, oh wow, they're like, oh my god. Yeah. I'm like, should I know who this yeah, is? Yeah, Ann Curtis is a huge, huge deal. I'm like... This is a big, one, big catch. Now, before we move forward, I want to ask you something. As a super-duper fan of, tel- of this television program, you have to know how to watch the show and watch an edit. We knew that based on the three people Mama Pal spoke to in the walkthrough, Matilda, Miss Jade So, and Dee Dee Marie Holiday, we had our top and bottoms. Do you wish the editing was not so heavy-handed and more of a mystery? Or are you even able to watch the show and still get surprised by any results? No, I feel like Philippines is the one that I've watched and I've been like, the editing is weird because it doesn't really set you up for a sort of like a surprise moment, like at all. It Mm -hmm. is very much like from the get-go, you know exactly how it's going to play out. Whoever's getting the most airtime, there's a very big significant reason for it. It's true. The queens head to the main stage to get their choreography and staging on. And as we speculated earlier this season, the mean man is not there. Sir Douglas is not our choreographer. And I bet he had to be let go because he was a drill sergeant and literally made those girls cry last season. I honestly would have crumbled if I had him teaching me choreo. I would have just apologized and left. (laughs) I would have self-eliminated. Instead, we're going to get the exact opposite. A very nice and welcoming lady by the name of Cecile Martinez, but they may call her Teacher Cecile. 
I think it's wild how people in authority roles have certain titles in the Philippines. Like it's a little jarring to us in our culture, but I kind of love it. It's quite like it's 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 quite I don't know it's kind of cute. It's a little bit cute. We have we'll learn that Teacher Cecile did choreograph the Little Mermaid in the Philippines. So yeah, now we know why she's there. I love it. Maybe that's how they got the licensing. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> she will um, say that she's very much in the land of collaboration, uh, or as Miss Jade says, Miss Cecil uh, is giving gentle vibes. Uh, she can't even say her name right, Miss Cecil. Oh, come on, girl. God, God We start with Bernie and Ovi, and they have good ba- a good bond. Bernie is living for the good energy she's drawing from Ovi, and Ovi says it was fun, had a perfect experience for them. We're going to move on to Hana as Tritana. Tritana. And uh, she's very ham. She's giving ham. She she's, she likes the moment. She's having fun. Oh, God, yeah, 100%. She was enjoying every second. Our other daughters, played by Arizona and Matilda, are asked to do their most gorgeous walk ever. And it was like me at 4 a.m. at the club trying to look cute because there's actually room to strut. Um, it was just not cute. It was just it was clumsy and drunk. These are girls who know how to walk in heels as well. Yeah, yeah, that was concerning. True. Matilda is asked to do the Lava Walk, which is a reference to the Miss Universe Catriona Gray's Walk. Did you know about this? No, I had no idea, and I wanted to know more. Yeah, so that is why her character's name is Catriona, and that's why Pia is Arizona's from Pia Vorsbeck from last season. Oh my god, I love that. It's the the Miss Universes. It's the little things. It's the little things. We move over to Cat Cat, who is being... Filmed on the ground, which is a very jarring camera angle that we've really never seen on Drag Race before, and I hope we never see again. I don't want the camera to be below the the, the stage. It was weird. No, honestly, learn your angles, sweetie. From what we're going to see in her bit, this Serena is very much trying to be a drag queen, and that fluorography was not slaying. They really didn't think this one through. They really they did not. Didn't give more. Cat cat. Cat Cat says her brain is scrambled as the other girls are going to see her struggling. We will get a glimpse of Dee Dee as her bad bitch sea witch. And yeah, she's definitely the Ursula at least 20 times in her career. I mean, come on. What drag queen of that stature has not performed Poor Unfortunate Souls? Oh, T. Plus that'd be a camp number in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now Jade gets her solo moment and Teacher Cecile is showing her one thing and She's doing another. Even I can do that handography better than she could. It wasn't even that hard. It's not a bloody one. Like, come on. Yeah. As Matilda is watching, she realized that this is a highlighted dancer part and she wasted her opportunity. Bitch, did the script not inform you what you're going to about to do? She knew exactly what I can she was only, saying. I can only imagine the trajectory of the season had Matilda picked this role. It would have been anyone's guess who would have been out this episode. That would have been a way they wouldn't have made it clear on who the hell the bottoms were going to be. Yeah, because I think Matilda would have nailed that part. Oh, 100%. Well, it's the day of the show, y'all. The girls are excited as they re- the rehearsal brought happy vibes. Dee Dee will take over the role of Miss Hong Kong vacating and ask if anyone wishes they picked a different role. Come on, let's stir that pot. Matilda will tell the table that Princess Erica's role stood out to her during rehearsals, and she will say that the solo role is a make or break it role, and it's either you fail or you slay it. No pressure, sister Sissy Jade. 
Bernie will be like, well, I told you to pick this role. There's no turning back now. Why do we not see that? Why do we not see Bernie pushing her? That's the thing. We cut the good stuff, but leave the most obvious stuff in. Right. The girls, they're getting ready for their musical debuts. Didi has a question. We're going to do a bit of a stretch as she asks, since it is a musical about a family, could anyone relate to it? Okay. Okay. That's a stretch. Someone asked you to ask that question, right? Someone's really got to dig deep. Arizona will share a story about her older sister. Her family is super religious as her sister is a pastor. When Arizona came out, they were living separately. Her sister was at a boarding house and she was living somewhere else. And she was invited for a meal at a restaurant and Arizona was excited to bond with her sister. When she got there, there were other pastors there who prayed over her. She says during that time, she kept crying because there was nothing she could do. She couldn't respond to her because it was sensitive and she loves her sister. Arizona will start crying as she posed the question of why her sister betrayed her. She says the relationship is done. It's tarnished. She loves her sister and didn't want to embarrass her, but says if they were given the time to talk about it, she would have talked about it with her. She hopes her sister watches the show and understands even just a little bit. This is what she does. She hopes she feels proud and they can have closure. Oh, this was a gut-wrenching, heartbreaking story. That was a, like, they've really been through it. Like, that is not something you hear just off the bat. Like, we've had some dark stories, but that's just, I do, that's a real form of betrayal. And a lot of the time, it's it's the parental units that have the problem with the child. Rarely do we hear the story of an unsupportive sibling. Yeah, usually the siblings are the more understanding and kind of like help them right. through it. But to be the one to like set you up for something like that, it cuts deep. It does. The stories are not going to get happier. Ov says she had a similar experience, though it wasn't pray the gay away. For her, someone told her they hope she dies of AIDS, and it was one said by a loved one. Ovi says it's sad in their community that they have to experience these things just to achieve their happiness. Um, That's not a, a good conversation to hear about either. No. Like, I think within our community especially, the, like, the harsh words and the slurs that we get have such deep cutting meanings because of firstly the history of what they're actually like suggesting and saying to us and like the thousands and thousands and thousands of like hateful people who come behind those words being told to like get AIDS and die like fucking hell like I don't think people realize what they're saying right and I think the other thing is to make that comment today just proves how uninformed and ignorant you are as a human because it's not a way it's not gone but it's not what it used to be it's just pure ignorance pure ignorance arizona's happy they do drag so they can meet a new family matilda follows up with that that there are people who can relate to their stories and Arizona is happy to have found new sisters in Drag Race Philippines. Even if it's not blood, they love and accept one another. And no matter the iteration of Drag Race, this is a story we hear often. And it's proof that the queer experience shares similarities no matter what part of the globe you're from. Do you think that Drag Race really does have the power to help those who have gone through these experiences to not feel alone? I think 100% yeah. Like, I think 
one common thing you do find a lot of the time in the drag community is this form of like escapism of kind of feeling comfortable with yourself and I feel like everyone in that sort of community has been through some troubles and some hardships in their past and I think it's a way of kind of healing from that because you get to actually let these problems out and you get to speak to people who have been through similar problems and you do you do just feel less alone there are people who will always be there for you and who have been through similar things and they'll be able to help you through it yeah yeah it's hard it's hard but um it's it's a I almost wonder what I how I would have turned out had drag race started when i was younger because i'm gonna age myself here uh, i was just graduating college when season one came out well, yeah, did 2009 2009 and i remember sitting at home watching the first episode and at first it wasn't a show for me because i didn't i didn't know who i was fully and i drag queens were not part of the lexicon that i grew up with um so it was a di- very different experience but i loved reality tv so i was like yeah let me watch it um yeah i wish that's one of the things i wish i can go back in the time machine and really have embraced drag race sooner yeah i think seeing it as well on just like casual tv is such a big thing it's just it almost feels like the norm like i think i remember the first season i ever watched like an episode of was in my sister's i remember what like watching drag race once in my sister's bedroom and i had no idea what like drag race was i didn't even know what drag was really um i think it was like season three and i remember watching it and thinking oh this is cool this is different but yeah i didn't know enough about it i had no idea what was going on i was just like oh okay what is this it's time to head to the main stage where we have our hostess with the mostest mama pal giving us a stunning white pearl fantasy i was like wait that was last year's cat runway category Oh, but she looked damn good. She you cannot great. lie. We have Cal and Karen, Jiggly Caliente, who's going to give us a tilapia reference. Can we just on this? How good did Jiggly look this episode? So good. So good. Uh, John Santos is there, and Judge guest Judge Ann Curtis, who's just there for a good time. She she she's happy to be there. She's she's like, yeah, let's give them something. She had no idea where she was. No, she didn't. She didn't know. <laughs> Let's start with our Rizgal, then move on to the runway. Now, when I tell you this score for this Rizgal, not only is it inspired by Disney's Little Mermaid, bitch, they fucking lifted a note straight from the page. I was gagged. Like, this felt like an unauthorized hack production. Honestly, from the first song, I was like, they're going to get sued. They're going to get sued. <laughs> We have this music that sounds like the beginning of the film as our cast of characters are posed as fabrics makes waves. Then we move into a song by our crab and our fish that is literally under the sea. Like the orchestration is literally the same. They didn't even change all the words. (laughs) No. I think OV was very camp. Bernie was cute. They played their parts well despite those awful costumes. Poor Bernie not even wearing heels and then having to wear those giant ass sleeves. Yeah, they really did no favors for Bernie. OV no. looked camp. Then we have move into our direct replication of Daughters of Triton, uh, which is how we are introduced to Arizona, Hannah, and Matilda. Listen, I think they did well with their mere seconds on stage, um, but no one stood out as strongly as they could have. 
No. I also got really confused because I thought Hannah genuinely was Ariel for a second. I was like, you do not look like Triton. <laughs> right? I was like, right. I am very confused uh, on what I'm watching. We will move back into our Under the Sea song as we have a bit of a set change. And I don't know who those poor people in those fish masks were, but I would have asked for a raise after doing this. Oh, honey, honestly, I'd be like, where in my contract does it say this? Yeah, this is insane. Captivating Cat Cat is up next as Serena in a direct ripoff of Part of Your World. I think the writing was campy. Her performance was fine, but I'm sorry. You're talking about being a drag queen and shit, and her fucking feet are out of the tail. I'm so glad you thought this. I was literally, I could not stop looking, and I was like, this is so bad. This was it so her? Bad. Was it the producer? Like, I don't who, know what who happened. Who signed this off? Yeah, it was terrible. Um, listen, we've had parodies of Part of Your World before. I've heard drag queens do parodies of it. Uh, this is an easy song to do. But Cat Cat was challenged in the staging, as it wasn't powerful on camera, and I feel like it would have been better in person, but doing all that florography, you didn't see her do it. No. I just, I was not, sorry Cat Cat, I was not captivated at all. No. Not at all. Dee Dee Marie Holiday was Ursula. She was camp. She was funny. This whole crystal mirror tip moment, um, very campy. Um, I think almost anyone could have played this part and won. Like if Jade played this part, she would have won. It was the Candy Muse in Joan the Rusical. It was a part written to be remembered. Oh, one hundred percent. I thought she was so good at it. The only thing I really didn't like about it, and it could just be me being really anal about it, I hated the I hated the outfit. Why it was, was so it that colour? Why was it not purple? I mean, they're ripping off the rest of Disney. May as well fucking make it purple. Why not? <laughs> right. Um, they tried so badly to make the incantation fill with Drag Race references. They even attempted to get Rataki Tiki Tata as an ode to Bibi Zaharbane in there. Oh my god. Go back Here. and watch it. There, there's a couple oh. of them. It's very, very funny. It's it's so good. We get to land where Princess Erica is getting a version of Kiss the Girl. And yeah, Jade must have been terrible in theater in high school because she was completely lost. She is so stuck in keeping in line of her drag persona that she couldn't even capture doing something different. I honestly for just like if that's supposed to be from the script a quote-unquote main role good god i'm sorry miss jade you flopped that hard yeah in a moment of plot serena needs to get the shoe from princess erica and the bitch who has no voice is talking to her sea creature pals who wrote this that's a major plot point fail (laughs) i thought this i was like have I watched The Little Mermaid wrong? Or is she talking to these fucking fish? <laughs> right? And then the whole joke is, how can she be a singing drag queen with no voice? So they tell her to lip sync with an MP3 player, which was really a boombox. I was like, is that Hannah Vesci's from the, her entrance? Like, what is happening here? This was, honestly, this was just pure crack. When we have Serena do the lip sync, uh, Cat Cat forgot, you know, the part where you have to do the lip sync as part of the choreo. <laughs> like, she just didn't move her mouth. Then we get Dee Dee's Ursula character doing a drag queen performance, and then Serena will talk to Ursula for stealing her dream and destroy her necklace to regain her voice. And then Serena's gift is the shoes. 
our ensemble comes out to perform part of the old parody song and yeah that's it um wow a choice i think i was on drugs but i wasn't on drugs watching it honestly this is this entire episode do not smoke a blunt before watching this for the love of god do not do it now we're joking about is disney gonna sue this is now the second disney property in a rusical this year what was the first one remind me notre dame on france (gasps) oh my god yes Oh, God. What's next? Are um, we going to get Beauty and the Beast? What, what What's going to be next? Ooh, I wouldn't mind a good little Beauty Is and Sasha the Beast Colby going to come back to play Moana? <gasps> and now that, now that, that, I, that, that I'm here for. <laughs> Listen, um, put her and then Britta as Maui. I'm here for that uh, stunt casting. Britta as Maui, oh my God. She's done it before. She loves playing Maui. She's done it before. Um, I'm just going to say it. This was like watching a poorly lipped up unofficial musical performance on YouTube. Like you knew you were watching like crap, but this was just a hot, hot flaming mess. The cats of drag race. Literally. Okay. Category is the shoes in honor of the runway. We are going to play high heels or flats. Ooh, brutal. We love it. Miss Jade So, look by Job.com, hair by J. Course, shoes by Pleasers PH. Uh, she gave them credit, at least. Uh, she is serving us an interpretation of him from Powerpuff Girls. I get why, because the character has those ass high boots. She's going to give you an interesting heel, but they're not nearly as dominating as the source material. A big part of the category is making the shoes the star. And I think they're not for Jade. I think it is a good look and a really fun departure for what she's shown us this season. But it's not what I wanted for the category. Like, I wanted the full ass heel. I like the fact that she went with, like, a statement shoe. Like, going with, like, a like a heelless shoe is it's cunty. I love it. And the fact that, obviously, like, I'm, I feel like I'm a sucker for this look because the fact that it is an homage to him and I fucking love that and i think that's so good i've not seen it before um i think she went with a fashion sense of like a statement shoe instead of something like just that much further yeah are you gonna be him for halloween now i'm really tempted i'm really tempted do it tom karen her performance in the musical had a strong entrance and had a presence but says that during the performance she felt her energy was going down and says that her look was looking for more oomph to it but she knows how hard it is to walk in the shoes and thinks she did a superb job jiggly says that it's a given that she is stunning as the world can see it as we have eyes but says she feels like she relies so much on her beauty that she feels like it will be fine because she's fucking gorgeous she says that she feels like it's a waste because she has so much potential but she needs her to let the world know that she is the baddest bitch i'm going to give this a soft high heels i agree a very very soft one very soft audience 87 percent high heels 13 percent flats bernie 
Look by Patrick Serena, hair by Ian Garcia. I don't even know if there is a shoe on there, but there is so much floral. I think the detail on the shoe is really remarkable when you get a chance to see it. I like the color story. Could she have worn the shoes with literally any other outfit? Yes. So as far as the coherent and complete look, I'm not entirely sold. I do like the coral, the cool floral eyepiece she's wearing. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's a rare example where I'm gonna say it that the necklace she chose is not right for the styling as it's not covering up the neck. It's just dropping down for no reason. Shocker to the audience. I would have actually cut the necklace because it's also not the right color. I really like what she did with the shoes. I think it was a really nice, like over the top explosion of flowers. I thought that was really, really cool Um, for the challenge. Obviously the shoes, I mean, great. You've hit the fucking mark. However, trousers love Everything from the waist up, I genuinely just, I can't. I just, I don't like any of it. I love the hair. The hair looks great. The hair looks great. But it just needed something to balance out the explosion on the bottom. Yeah. Like, wow. Because she's so tiny. Literally. I feel like if she had something, like even just uh, anything coming up from the shoulders or the arms or anything like that, I think it would have just balanced it out a bit more instead of just being like, here's an explosion out of my eyeball and here's my shoes. Which also, yep. I did not really like the eye thing. But Tal Karen says she actually let herself shine, but she helped Serena shine even more because of her characterization. She says her cutesy moves, the way she widened her eyes, allowed the character to suit her. Jiggly says, but by far, she really nailed the challenge because when it says shoes, the shoes highlight and she made the statement with the shoe and not the full ensemble i agree i'll give it a soft high heel soft high heel she did she did the shoes audience 87 percent high heels 13 percent flats next up arizona brandy look by adriana wilson corset by job deacon hair by jonah quinn shoes by rapture royalties nails by opulent nails manila i am obsessed with this look she's giving you cinderella doing basketball i mean that purse is so funny the focus is the shoes as they are the Cinderella story. And she's giving you these cunt bejeweled sneaker heels. The tights become a major focal point because we are looking at the shoes and damn, that shade is not even close. thus becoming a bit distracting. I love the interpretation of the category. I love how fun and campy this is. One of my favorite looks. This was as soon as I saw the Nike was written N I E K she sold it for me immediately i was like that's fucking funny like that that's good i also want a pair of those shoes because they are cunts they are you deserve them um but yeah i agree i think the outfit was fantastic i think it was a really well thought out and executed piece i like that she went for a more street version of cinderella i found that really really cool (laughs) um but the tights what the fuck is that so that is what yeah, that's not for her. Not for no, her. No. Uh, not for anyone in this cast. No, not even close. Uh, that being said, I still love it. It's a high heels. Oh, it's a high heels, 100%. Audience, not as 100%, but they're 95% high heels, 5% flats. Yeah, Dee Marie Holiday. Look by Aaron Perez, hair by Eva Papaya. Uh, I'll do it for you, Obi. This is a pullout. Uh, I think the heels are really cute. It's a disco ball, but the look that she pairs it with is from Amazon. It is so basic. She could have lost this week simply based on this look. I just 
I, I mean, don't get me wrong, the body outfit's cute. Is it runway cute? No. But mm-hmm. I liked, I loved that. I think, to be fair, hair and makeup, absolutely stunning. This, out of any of them on the runway, I'm not joking, this is probably my most, like, hated shoe out of the, all of them. It looked very hodgepodge. Like, it didn't look complete. It looked like she ran out of almost the metallic bits. I also just don't really like that, like, metallic-y pattern like that at all. I really wasn't getting disco ball. I was honestly getting, like, a snowball stuck on the end of the shoe. Really just absolute no from me. Anne says she was so good and had such a strong performance on stage. She says when you have a villain slash hero, almost that, you want to see more of them on stage. That's how she felt because she gave such life to her character. Jiggly says the mouthing of her lip sync and the way her eyes moved, she says, worked so well. She says it was very fluid. Colin Karen says there was strong stage presence and her characterization was of, of a villain and her funny antics engaged her. She says she wasn't a one-dimensional villain and says her performance in the musical was iconic. Mama Pal will ask who made the shoe and says she made it with the little kekis at home and says they are the very first pair of boots she bought as a drag queen. And the broken glass is the CDs she used to have... Uh, used to have when she would get and she said maybe in the future they will be useful again and now is the time um so she officially dated every herself and said this is how old i am because we had to use <laughs> cds um wow yeah not good it's a flats oh it's a flats i'm sorry that performance though performance was a high heel now audience 36 percent high heels 64% boots, uh, uh, flats. Uh, next up is Matilda. Boy, look by Taylor Sweep. Shoes by MP Radora. Hair by Adam F. Cornelio. I think this is a cute look. And yes, the shoes are the focus, though I don't know how much credit she deserves for gluing flowers on shoes and the dress. I think her color story is bright and fun. I love the yellow jacket. The hair is great and very 60s flower power. It's well styled. It just needed to be grander. I loved it. And to be honest with you, I actually really loved this. I thought she looked so summery. I thought the colour suited her so bloody well. I think the clever thing about this was it brought so much attention as well. I know obviously it runs the shoes and there is a lot there, but God, it just brought out her face so much. All of these like yeah. bright colours and tones with the hair, everything for me in this just tied together very, 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 very well. One of my favourite looks she's ever done on the runway. Jiggly says she wished she could have done more on the, of the lava walk on the slow turn, just the little Catriona-isms she did in Miss Universe. She says that she and Arizona had very smart parts, but for some reason Arizona popped on the stage more than she did. John says that she continues to be a mystery to them. He says beyond the Pia and the Adele, they see Arizona, so maybe that's what they're excited to discover, as they need to know more her and more behind the masks. Anne says her look and performance was very safe. She says maybe she just needs to step it up a little as she has to give it her all. I will give her a soft high heels. I'm going to give her a high heels. I love this. I thought it was so pretty. Audience liked it. 81% high heels, 19% flats. Captivating cat cat. Hair by wig paloo. PH shoes by Rawaliza shoes and bags. She's mixing the traditional Filipino game. Kadang kadang. Not like padam padam. Uh, which is a bamboo stilts with skiing. Uh, I like how she presented this. The shoes are absolutely 100% the star of the look, but she's giving you a fun snow theme feel with the white balls all over the place, plus the half frostbitten face. I think this pushes the boundaries and is interesting from an artistic approach. 
I think this was really good for her. Like we've not seen Cat Cat do something like this before. Right. And I thought it was a very, very cleverly put together outfit. As soon as she popped the tops, this is the thing I love so much about the Philippines. They are so bloody clever with these small little quirky things. As soon as she popped the top off each of those skis and sprayed the snow, I was like, it's the little details of that that make everyone just gasp. And it's just like, that is so clever. Cal Karen says they had so many expectations from her as the heroine. She says there were a few missteps, which they ended up noticing. Jiggly says even coming from her win last week, they expected a lot as she has shown strength in the competition, but feels like tonight this is where she saw Cat Cat stumble. Anne says when it came to her runway look, she got chills down her spine. She says she is stunning and is a fan of her forever. I will give this a high heels. This is the biggest high heels Audience, 91% high heels, 9% flats. OV Cunt, look by Bay Guerrero, shoes by MX Studio. She says she is giving you cowboy bebop realness, and it looks like it's taken straight from a cartoon. Could she walk in those boots? Debatable. Um, are they still cool? Absolutely. I love that the spooky queen is giving a different color palette here with the tans and browns. The fringe is right. I think this is on the safer side, but it's a very strong, cohesive look. I thought this was so freaking good. I loved it. I loved just, I like the way that she went about the way of doing these cowboy boots, just having that really accentuated tip to it. I thought that was a very clever way of doing it. Um, it reminded me a lot of, weirdly reminded me a lot of like when Abora did it in Dragula when she had that sort of like mm-hmm. weird like uh, bank robbery sort of look to it, with shoes in particular. Because the thing that I like about Ovi is she'll still change her look to be a bit more fashion, but she'll still have that spooky element, the very misty eyes, the silver wig to it. We love to see things like this where it's still retaining true to her character. The only thing about this that I just wish, where's the hat? This bugged me so much. I was like, where Agreed. is the damn hat? Where is the hat? Agreed. Jiggly says she loves that she is not afraid to look stupid or ugly for fun. She says she and Bernie were not the star roles, but proved to people that it doesn't take a big role to make somebody pop. And says that she likes that she understood the assignment, which was about the shoes. She likes how it's personalized to her, so she got the challenge to the tip. John says she always takes them by surprise. It's just when they thought she was all edge of darkness, she suddenly is brown and beige in the desert. He says she has shown them different shades of who she is, and through the mask, they are getting to know her more. I will give it a high heels. Oh, 100% a high heels. Audience, 75% high heels, 25% flats. And finally, Hannah Beshi. Look by Hannah, shoes by Chin Chin Parit. Um, so she is a monster from a toilet. It's a water monster called Undine. The Undine is the antagonist from the movie Shake, Rattle, and Roll 3. And as she makes mention, you only see the head of the creature in this film. I think this was the moment to open up the creative juices. And what she did was not execute well a look for a runway about shoes. The green boots did not match at all. And it was very jarring if this creature is supposed to be, you know, the same shade of a monster. I think had the shoes been incorporated into the cat suit purposely, perhaps it could have worked. But this for me was just a big miss. And the creature that she's pulling from is so ugly. She could have given them a vile paint this week and really done something different. This was a massive missed opportunity. I think she cared a little bit too much about the execution of like a comedic joke of like 
the toilet bowl mm-hmm. head, the body and everything like that. I like that the shoe is, if it's not, I mean, it's definitely a clear homage to the designer Beat Carrison uh, when they did the whole Monster Shoe Runways. Mm-hmm. So I loved that. I thought that was very clever. Got the reference immediately for it. But again, the main thing about this is I'm not looking at the shoe. I'm looking at a right. very bright green metallic on the top. Whereas you've got a very muted turquoise color at the bottom. Yes, it's got rhinestones on it, but I'm no way in hell looking at that. I'm looking at the reflective stuff on the top. I agree. I'm going to give her a flat. I'm going to give her a flat. Audience, 52% high heels, 48% flats. Arizona Brandy, Hen Hen, Abeshi, are safe, leaving Matilda, Bernie, Miss Jade, So, Dita Marie, Holiday, Captivating Cat Cat, and OV Cunt as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, this Definitely. this checked yeah. out perfectly. It was very fast. The queens are back. Like... Yeah. As decisions have been made, Dee Dee Marie Holiday is the winner of the week. She wins 80,000 pesos cash tip courtesy of Kumu and a rebatch. Bernie, Ovi, Cat Cat are safe, leaving Mitch Jade So and Matilda as the bottom two. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I can agree to that. No, I really can. I, I think you could have made a case to put Cat Cat in the bottom based on the performance. But the look was just too good. And as one queen did once say, the look is 50% of the mark. Yeah, who's that? One of your Miss favorite Starlet. people on Miss Starlet. The song is Gusto Konang Bamatao by Morissette. It's the dancer versus the beauty queen who will prevail. It's a very emotionally driven track, and Jade will give you blood from the very beginning. I was like, oh my god, taste. Honestly, I I didn't see that coming at all. And I need to, I really, the one thing with this lip sync is I need to read the translation of it to understand yes. where this emotion was coming so they, from. It was words. not there. They did not put that there for us. Nope. I wish they had. Yeah. Uh, Jade is really going to give you a very dramatic performance. And while Matilda was emotional, you could tell that all she wanted to do was dance. And she just didn't know how to make it fit for this performance for this song. Um, It very much felt like a Broadway West End 11 o'clock number. They both gave their best. Um, But yeah, these are not the two queens I thought would have to do this song, you know? No, I feel like I was very surprised that Jade put that like... The, both of them put a lot of emotion into it but when you watch jade perform the song you can almost feel like her body shaking to the words to it like you can yeah. see how much she's straining herself to kind of want this um and matilda was giving you pure theatric emotions and she obviously did get very very emotion in this but i feel like jade's frustration in herself of like how she'd done in the episode really came out was like i want this so badly and i want to stay mama palace decided that miss jade so stays at the end of the day it's the line for matilda she done she'll be leaving by telling her parents that she is gay and does drag and hopes they love her all the same um a really hard punch way to get a great way to um resonate with people out there i hope i hope i hope her family is proud of her i do as well i thought that was a very lovely little thing to leave on yeah and then uh cat cat almost falls over and they just say deserve uh that was that was shady that was funny (laughs) that was so good so good 
let's venture through the highs and lows of Untucked because you know what? These girls know how to do Untucked. Oh, God, yeah, just about. Jesus. Thanks, Absolute. Uh, Arizona and Hannah Bashi will head backstage to drink, and Arizona is excited to drink and talk shit about the girls who aren't there. Arizona will show us how to make a drink. A shot of vodka with a carbonated whatever, but please note um, that was not a shot. That was an entire glass. That was the definition of, of the video where she's like, two shots of vodka. <laughs> Literally. Uh, these bitches chug those drinks. Like, they are litty, and um, there's still no one else in the room. So they're prepared to get shit-faced. I wonder if there are, I wonder if it is the case of, like, you can have as many drinks as you want, and I really hope it's you can have as many as you want. I mean, listen, uh, talk. we got to find out from our dear friend Venus Lux, because she got eliminated by fucking up and drinking too much, so... I don't know. Hannah is happy to be safe as she thought she'd be in the bottom as she was worried the judges would think she was playing safe again. Hannah does think she did take a character with not a lot of lines and gave her a strong characterization. Arizona's vibe is fine. She does feel like she should have been in the top. Okay. Choices. Mm, Love you, girl. Delusion. Arizona's sad because while she did her best, she is proud of her original concept for her look. Okay, that I agree on. I wanted to hear what the judges had to say about the look. Yeah, I want to see the actual opinions. She will tell us that her boyfriend and her made the outfit. And I was like, oh, is that so? Well, how is your boyfriend going to feel watching Miss Hong Kong come on hard to you earlier this season? I mean, there's going to be claws coming out once again online. Yeah, yeah. They think Matilda will be in the bottom because her look is similar to Bernie's, whose is better. Hannah thinks Jade will be in the bottom as her character wasn't big. And then they're both going to agree the bottom three will include Dee Dee. Oh, they're going to be in first prize. A little bit now. They really, really thought 50% of the look, um, the mark is the look. Yeah, no, not in the slightest. Not for this. Yeah. they think the performance was good but the runway was well they're going to drag her even though they are drunk um, they say it was a step down from the other girls Hannah will ask Arizona if she would have done better than Dee Dee and Arizona says yes and there it is um, and I again I think Arizona would have slayed it anyone would have slayed it I would have slayed it you would have slayed it yeah I think it was one of those roles where it was like who it, it set anyone up for it to do well since their roles were small, they are going to do their own version of the Rusical with Arizona as the Sea Witch and Hannah as the Mermaid. Now, two weeks in a row, I'm loving these recreation moments that they're doing in Nantucket. It's so good. It's so good. It's just funny to watch. It's so bloody funny. Well, five, six, seven, eight. This collab duo from last week is at it again. Um, you know that they have to do something together post-show. Oh, God, yeah, 100%. This would be something people would line up to see. Mm-hmm. I, listen, I am here for Rue girls recreating untucked moments live on stage. Give me, like, f- fuck work the world and whatever they try to do. That's what I want to see. Oh, especially the messy moments. Especially the messy moments. And also give them a drink. Give them a drink on top. Absolutely. Hannah is asked how her sisters in CDO are feeling and thinks they are feeling proud that she is representing them as no one knows drag exists there. Now, Arizona drunkenly will tell her that she genuinely is happy she met her. We are definitely at that part of the night where the drinks are flowing and it's emotional. You know, the amount of heart to hearts with people I've had that I will never hear from again. 
You know oh, you've had those God, moments, right? Yeah. It's the oh, moment. My God, I um, love you so much. And it's like we never see each other. We should definitely do coffee. You never do coffee. Never do coffee. Never do coffee. So sad. Hannah will take this time to apologize in advance for thinking that Hannah was a filler girl. Uh, jokes on you, girl, because that was not aired. Ooh, not this. The tops and bottoms evaporate back to the workroom, and Didi needs an absolute vodka right now. Look at Didi knowing how to do product placement. Uh, no one could do product placement like Jessica Wilde, though. We will never forget. That's true. Matilda knows she will be lip syncing, and Didi said they like to ruse gold but clocks her runway. With Cat Cat, she tells the girls the expectations were high and they were looking for something that was lacking. She doesn't want to feel safe, but she can't figure out if she's going to be on top or bottom. Okay. Ovi is really happy with the comments, and Bernie liked that they commented on their dynamic. Let's check with Mati. She's doing great. Kiddo! No, she has lost her motivation due to the comments. She starts to cry as she felt exhausted being compared to other queens and made her sad. Matilda will know that they compared her to Arizona and Hannah, who offstaged her, but this is what I'm saying about trios. They can destroy you because you have to be compared. Literally, why the heck do you want to go into something where you're going to be compared to not just one person, but two? She thinks the judges were nitpicking about her look because of how many of them are left, and this was just a wake-up call to step up her game. Ovi, she feels bad for her. She cried too when she was in this position. And literally sat in the same spot when she had her little <laughs> breakdown. She wants her to keep fighting and not look like a fool for giving up. Now we're going to have Didi ask about, um, you know, who they would have picked as a winner. Arizona reveals up. they spoke earlier. Yeah, and she said OV and Didi's not having it. Girl, don't ask the question you don't want the answer to. Exactly. Now Cat Cat will then say, based on the critique, she's going to pick Ovi as well. And Dee Dee is hurt. But oh well. And I just say, look in the mirror. Come on. You got girl, you know. <laughs> now the bot. She doesn't know. She doesn't want anyone to get angry, but she is going to call out Jade and Matilda. Um, Jade is not happy that Ovi said that she would be in the bottom and wish she just said nothing. Do you feel like close friends on this show should be real with you and say the truth like Ovi did or do you think you need to take in consideration the person you know from outside the show I think I think as a friend on it I think you should be like I want you to stay I want you to be prepared for this you might be in the bottom get your shit together come on you can do this like give them the motivation behind it 100% I would hate for them to just be like oh no you're like you're definitely not do not make them delusional because right. good God. Yeah, no the race cracks we've had. <laughs> Ovi will go to Jade to talk to her and convince her to keep fighting, but she's already manifesting him. Jade loves to manifest. I bet you like to manifest him. <laughs> I really should start. <laughs> Ovi feels guilty. She doesn't want other of her friends to get eliminated. Jade doesn't understand the quick transition of Ovi saying she's in the bottom to them being so sorry. Why can't both happen simultaneously? Honestly, this is a bit of a weird one. I, I, I do not know why. 
Well, this is causing her to lose trust in Ovi, and I just can't grasp to why. Um, I'm very, very much starting to get confused by Jade because I feel like she's saying one thing, saying another thing, and just getting mad at things that she shouldn't get mad at. Maybe, maybe it's the um, the uh, Gen Z of it all because I'm an old it's, millennial. It's the youthful generation just getting very sensitive. It really is. <laughs> Dee Dee will hug Jade and tell her she's proud of her. And to us, she will tell us she didn't know she would like Jada's. Her first impression was she is a pretty little dumb bimbo, but she was surprised. She wants to pick her brain and she finds her so smart. Um, I don't know if she's going to let you pick her brain if you just call her a fucking bimbo. Absolutely really not, but hell, sometimes it's a compliment. Jade is about to say something. Prepare you. She is a trans woman. It's her gender identity. But sometimes she feels like an alien and says she is trans non-binary. She says they can call her it as her pronouns are it when she's like this. She or her or them, never he or him. CatCat says there is a lot of diversity in the LGBTQ plus umbrella and even with trans people. So we all need to start to respect and understand so there's no discrimination. Um, very important conversation, but please note as all this is happening, the drunk bitch Hanabashi is just eating, having the munchies. <laughs> I love that they give the girls food. It's so good. Um, I think this was really a, a cool moment for Cat, Cat, and and Bernie and Jade to all discuss and share that it's not black and white when it comes to being a trans person either. It's nice, especially coming from actual trans members of the community, which you exactly. don't obviously. Thanks, Drag Race. You don't really see it that much. So it was a nice moment Absolutely. just to kind of hear it. Because other people who are identifying as trans, questioning their gender identities, can actually hear it from someone who's been, like, for example, like Bernie and Cat Cat, who have been through this for a very long time. And also mm -hmm. someone like Jade, who is part of the new age of drag and also part of the, like, more younger trans women. It's nice to hear it. Absolutely. Jade says that when she came out as trans non-binary, someone asked her why she was making it complicated and said, if you don't want to be educated, you can shut up and mind your business. That's it. That's how it works. Simple as There's that. 10 minutes left, which, which means the bottoms will rehearse. Matilda will feel what she's feeling when she's performing. She will wear her heart on her sleeve. Jade is manifesting. She is not going anywhere. See, manifesting does work. We'll watch the lip sync one last time before Matilda is eliminated. Matilda will pack up as she tells she is glad uh, she got closer to Ovi, who she knew from the outside, but they got closer. She met Arizona for the first time here, but they made a strong bond. She gets her letters, gets emotional, and of course is requested to sign the standee. Where would you sign Cat Cat standee? Cross her face, 100%. 100% right? across the face. I agree. Do you have a, a standee of Starlet? She does actually have hers still, and it will be making a reappearance at DragCon. We shall see it soon. Oh, I can't wait. I love that. That's amazing. All right, I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast up. Are you ready? Let's go. What is Matilda's legacy? Oh, thinking of doing a subtle character is a smart move. Yeah. Very, very sweet girl. I really liked her. I thought she would go a lot farther because I did like what she brought um, to the world of Drag Race. Um, but yeah, she was very, very youthful. And I think she um, 
has a lot of growing to do. Mm. Who won the week? Who had the best episode? Ooh. I mean, DG's doing us love 100 but I think it's DD and OV for me. Like, they were so good. Like, their performances were fantastic. I'm going to go crazy here, and I am going to say Prince. Stylish. <laughs> Prince had the best episode. It's time for a puppet challenge next week, as well as an acting challenge. Who will do well and who is gone? Uh, I'm worried for Jade again in an acting challenge. Hopefully she gets a role where she can actually shine a bit more. Mm-hmm. I honestly think Obi's going to do really, really well. I think Obi's going to do really well. Yeah, I think it's it, we we saw a glimpse of who's good at acting. Um, I am worried if Dee Dee thinks she can do the same thing she did in Snatch Game and make it far, because um, if she tries to be do what she thinks is going to be right, she's going to be bad. I am worried for Jade because this this little acting moment didn't work. I think Arizona should probably slay it. Oh, hopefully. I mean, come on, girlies. After five episodes, the winner of the season is. I'm honestly, I, I, I don't know. This is this yeah, is the first fun. time where I've been like, I really don't know who's going to win this season yet. I, I'm just still going to throw it out there. This, this episode made me positive and negative for this because the negative is she was safe. The positive is that backstory. I'm still keeping with Arizona. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's too. I think it's too close to call. Still, I really do. And I love that. I love that about it. All right. Where can we find you on social media? Any money giving platforms and any projects you want to plug? You can find me on social media at Maddie Parks Photography Page at MTY Parks. If you want to send me money, slide into my DMs. I will send you my PayPal link real fucking quickly. Um, and upcoming projects. I mean, they're just constant. Keep your eyes peeled, girlies. Drag never finishes for me. It's true. Well, thank you for being here. It was a blast. Thank you for always having me, especially for my favorite series of drag. <laughs> 